we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lynn Scott. I'm so grateful that you're joining me today. Uh, Again, what another fine day here in Radcliffe, Kentucky, uh, and I'm excited to be with you. I'm excited that you're joining me today. I really pray that you'll allow the anointing of God to get upon your leadership and help you grow as an individual, but also help your uh, ministry, your church, your organization, whatever it is, grow. Today I'm talking about in this episode uh, number 35, growth or control. I'm just titling it that. Do you want growth? Or do you want control? And uh, we're going to jump into the content here in just a minute. But like I always do, a couple things that I'm going to ask you. If you've never subscribed to the channel via whatever platform that you're listening on, please do so for me and also hit the reminder button as well, the bell. Uh, Do me a favor. If this content adds value to you uh, and you are interested in this and you need to ask a question, whatever that is, if I can help you in any form or fashion, personally, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Shoot me a comment. Leave me a message. Hey, join me on my website, terrylenscott.com. You can uh, uh, invite me uh, to be a part of your show. You can also invite me to be a part of your team to help in some leadership building exercises, uh, as well as do some life coaching that I do there uh, off of my website. I would challenge you to be a part of that. Last thing would be, before we jump into content today, is uh, share this. Share this with your friends, family, coworkers, your pastor, your leaders, uh, your business owners, entrepreneurs, anybody that you can think of that this type of content would add value to them. I really appreciate that. And, and like I've said, this is called the Anointed Leadership Podcast, and uh, where we're asking that the anointing of Jesus Christ get upon us to accomplish and enable us to do everything that God has called us to do. And so thanks again for joining me. We're jumping in today uh, on a wonderful Thursday here in Kentucky. And uh, I, I want to re-share the title with you. It's called Growth or Control. It's one of the two, Growth or Control. In, in leadership, in organizations, in churches, uh, whatever it is, you're going to have one of two things. You're going to have growth or you're going to have control. And you, and you can have both, growth and control. But you can't have them simultaneously. You, you, I believe you really need both of these things in operation in your business, in your church, uh, in your leadership teams, in your organization, whatever it is, to be very functional and effective in exactly what you do. And I want to just challenge you. A lot of people want growth, but they also want control at the exact same time. They want to, they want to put a thumbprint on every person that's around them, have complete control over everything. Uh, And while they're doing that, they expect things to grow. And anytime there's friction, it's not a growth. It's actually friction or pressure is actually the the, uh, process of change, but it's not the the evidence or the visual effect of change. It's the process. Control is like the pressure or the friction put upon an organization that causes it to change or enables it to change or what I like to say actually is sustains the upcoming change. You got to have that uh, that pressure, that that friction, that that process to sustain change and growth. Growth 
in and of itself without control becomes chaotic and it becomes very uh, elementary and immature in the sustained growth process or the sustained uh, long-term uh, effects of it become very immature if we never have control. However, there's nothing wrong with having growth and control in an organization and, and you need both in my personal opinion. And so when, when they both are present, you will find great success in any organization. I honestly think I'm a pastor for two plus years. I've been an associate for 20 plus years. Uh, I've been in the ministry for 30 years in church. And so I'm going to speak from the church perspective, but I believe that the way I'm going to speak, it actually applies to every organization, every uh, level of life, every process uh, and system is you got to understand both of these to have great success. Our next one, well, we, we'll talk about how to implement change. How does that change get implemented? How do you go back and forth? And we're going to kind of tie this up in two different episodes, but uh, you will find success when both of these are present, great success. Now, you can have success in control and you can have success in growth uh, driven leadership. I'm talking about the leadership perspective. You can have growth in both, but you, the sustained growth is the key component here. You're With a control driven leadership, you're going to have minimal and very slow growth happening in your in your church, in your business, in your entity, whatever that is. And, but yet you're going to be seasoned, you're going to be mature, you're going to be able to sustain situations, you're going to endure hardships, you're going to have a great, what I call, army of people that are a part of your, your ministry, your organization, whatever it is. If you have growth-driven leadership, and that's all you have, you may have great physical evidence of growth, but you're going to have very limited ability to sustain uh, trials, you're going to have limited ability to sustain obstacles, problems, storm, and things like that. So when you have both of these tied together, then you're going to be able to sustain growth as well as opposition, <laughs> which is the goal and the key component here. Jesus had control and growth-driven leadership. He had them both. So which is why we see that he had to establish a foundation in his 33 and a half years, or actually three and a half years of real leadership. He had great control over everything. He spent time daily. He had 12 men that he really poured life into. He was ups and downs, ups and downs, but his foundation was the same. And because for three and a half years, he had a control style leadership, growth happened exponentially when he released the control and gave freedom. <laughs> Man, I know I'm dealing with some religious thought processes and leadership right now, but the reality is look at it. Jesus is now seated at the right hand of the Father and he gives the Spirit to walk with us, but it's our responsibility to listen and do as we're told. He doesn't force it and he doesn't come down and just make you do it. This is the key component. So you can have both. Let me just talk to you what these look like. Growth, it's pretty simple to understand the components or the de definition. Basically, growth-driven leadership is one that is constantly being added to uh, the, the process is, is in constantly increasing in physical size, whatever that is. Your church is growing uh, exponentially. Your church is growing numerically. Uh, you got people coming from everywhere. It looks like it's alive. There's a lot of freedom there. Control-driven leadership is the ability to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of an event. So now we have influence into individual people to direct the course of their behavior. So we have growth, which is overall expansion, and we have control control, which is, uh, is um, localized to individuals. And so we see these two types of leadership. My personal opinion is you need both of them.
Uh, some people say, well, well, how do I go from one to the other? What do they look like? What are some of these things? I'm going to pick them apart, but let me help you with this. Most of the time in 30 years of my ministry of, of in the church world and in the ministry from whatever aspect that is from the lowest rung on the ladder to from custodial all the way up to senior pastoral role, I've been able to witness and observe many ministries. I'm a very good student. I personally think it's one of my attributes is I'm a very good student of life, of ministry and what I do. I, I, I watch and I observe a lot. And I watched many churches have one or the other, but not have both. So when I took over our ministry, and even in our ministry, uh, in, in Abundant Life Church, I watched and witnessed growth moments, but I saw a lot more control-driven moments than I saw growth-driven moments. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying either one of them are better than the other. Uh, I'm not saying one is preferred over the other. I'm just saying that I saw more uh, control-driven leadership style in our ministry in 35 years, or let's say 33 years, more so than I did growth-driven leadership. And so what I did is I began to observe that. I've observed people that I am really close with in this type of a field. And I think that I've, in my mind, I've seen where you can see a control style and you can see a growth style. And I, I want you to challenge you. You can have both, but you've got to understand when to do it, how to do it, and, and what are the ramifications of both, right? So that's what I really want you to deal with. I want you to realize this. Control-driven leadership will be a slow, small increments. Control-driven leadership has a growth, but it's very small, and it's very uh, easy to measure because it's not off the charts. It's very simple, and it's very uh, uh, turtle-like growth. Okay. So, uh, with you have control style, it will be grow. It will grow, but it'll be slow in the growth into small, small increments. Um, in growth driven, you're going to grow exponentially, but if you're not careful, you won't be able to sustain that growth and hold on to it. And it will just kind of fade away. So I want to talk about a couple of things. Let's look at these two side by side, if I could. Uh, and let me just talk about in, what it means to have control driven leadership. What are some, some things that we see here? And I wrote these down from my observation. Number one, in control driven leadership, growth will be hard to see uh, and experience. You, it'll be really, really hard to talk about the growth part. Now, I'm going to pause here because we've always heard this old adage that anything not growing is dying. If it's not growing, it's got to be dying. And so what I want to talk about is I'm, I don't necessarily believe that to a full extent. I understand it. I agree with it in certain aspects, but I'm not saying I believe it because I understand control-driven leadership is a necessity to sustain future growth. So it may not look like it's growing exponentially, and and we we can't call it dying, though, because in control-driven leadership and the moments that you do it should sustain for the future. That's the key component. If you're constantly in control-driven leadership, then your organization, church, ministry, whatever it is, will not grow a whole lot. It will constantly stay the same. We will be comfortable with that level of of, uh, growth, and we won't do much because we're scared of what what, will happen when when we grow further. Because every time you grow, you always run in and encounter major issues. So let's make sure I'm, we're clear about that. I'm all for both styles, but I just want to show you the comparison. Number one is, is in control-driven leadership, growth will be hard to see and experience. Uh, the second thought I have is in control-driven leadership, growth will be hard to see 
in the second tier and below leadership, which means anybody in that second tier, you won't see much growth. You may see personal, but you won't see leadership growth. Uh, the third thing is in control-driven leadership growth will be evident in structure and the foundations of the organization. So whatever that foundation, the, the core values, it'll strengthen. The standards, they'll strengthen. The policies and procedures, they'll strengthen. And that's where you'll see your, your, your evidence of growth is in those things. Let's go over to growth-driven leadership styles. And in the first one, in growth-driven leadership, growth is very easy to see, but the disciplines may not be evident. So the disciplines that will sustain you may not be evident in the moment, but it's going to be seen. In growth-driven leadership, growth will be very evident in the second tier and below leaders. So the leaders underneath the senior leader will be evident in their personal growth and their leadership growth. You'll see that. Uh, in growth-driven leadership, growth will be seen in the physical evidence as well. So we understand these things. We understand that it's going gonna, it's gonna to have ups and downs in moments of that. And so I just want to, I want to talk about these things. I want to talk about, let me, let me give you one thought real quick. And I'm probably going to say this in the next episode as well, but growth is never fun. Okay. So we understand growth is never fun. Uh, it's fun in the moment, but the ramifications, or I should say consequences of growth, those are the issues that are never fun. And those are the behind the closed doors. Those are the backside of every story problems that we never hear in the forefront. We, we love to reward growth. But it's hard sometimes to talk about the ramifications of growth because you may have values, you may have core values, you may have policies, procedures, disciplines in place, and a seasoned uh, core group of people that have been with you, they get it. But it's the new people coming into whatever it is, your church. I'm going to use church because that's who I am. And it should apply to most people that are listening because this is the anointed leadership podcast, right? And we got Jesus Christ on the scene. And if you're not saved, it's okay. But just use this to your own organization. But the reality is it's great and easy when a church is understanding and everybody is going in the same direction. But when you start adding new people to it, it disrupts a lot of things. So there are ramifications to growth. That's why you need control before growth so that you can establish strength, foundation, and structure, right? This is what we have to realize. It's lack of goals, lack of motivation, uh, lack of people is not what kills a business, a church, or anything. It's the lack of processes or systems. Systems destroy uh, your, your organization, your church. Systems do, not people. Right. And so you have to establish systems that maintain and manage every aspect of growth. So let's talk about this control driven leadership procedures. These are the things that you see when it's a control driven leadership style. OK, number one, uh, you tighten up people and you tighten up the processes. You know, you assign tasks rather than authority. So you are managing the people. And you're managing the processes, the systems. You're managing the structure than more than you are anything. This is this is procedures in control-driven leadership. Uh, the second thing is you focus on the cultural aspirations. It's what we're hoping for, not the people. We're focusing on the culture that we want to uh, to have, the value that we have, whatever that is in your church, whatever it is in your business. There's different cultures in different churches. If you come into my church, the culture in my church, we're loud. We love God. We're free. 
Uh, the sanctuary is the Holy of Holies, but we don't treat it as a solemn place. We come in and we have family meetings every Sunday, every Wednesday, and every time we're together, which means it's a little bit louder. That's our culture. I've been in churches that, and I'm not saying right or wrong, I'm just showing you the culture. The culture in some churches is they go in and it's really quiet. Everybody sits down and says nothing because they're in the Holy of Holies, if you will. And so there's nothing wrong with either picture, but growth right now, what happens is disrupts culture because you, if you don't have it in place. So uh, control-driven focuses on the aspirations of the culture uh, that you're trying to set. Another thing is they hold quality above everything else. So we don't really care about the people. We care about the quality of what we're doing. Um, the, the focusing on the control-driven leadership is also finding right people to uphold processes and culture rather than empowering people. We're trying to find the right people. We're, we're not interested so much in developing them. We're just trying to find them, right? And that's what that looks like. And then the last thing about control-driven leadership procedures is uh, you ha- the, the pr- that, that procedure is they embrace the struggle of of little to no growth. That's a procedure. You have to embrace those things between growth and control. Uh, This is a whole lot coming at you today. I get it. Uh, And and that's why it's good to be on podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it is. And you got to have control or uh, growth. You can have, you, it's con- growth or control. Which one do you want to live into? And so you got to understand these procedures and next, w- next episode, we're going to talk about how to implement change from one or the other, right? Growth driven leadership procedures look like this. Um, it, 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 it's, uh, you know, the, the, it sets the climate. You have to set the climate for growth. So in other words, you're con- it's a procedure. You're constantly talking about growth. You're constantly acknowledging it. You're rewarding it. You're, you're promoting the idea. We are growing. So growth procedures is all about look what's happening type mindset. Okay. Uh, you also, when it comes with growth driven leadership procedures, you got to know what the dr- growth drivers are. So what are those things? It's the oxygen to the fire. It's empowerment. This is what growth procedures look like. It's now we're empowering people to go fail. (laughs) That's tough, but that's really what growth procedures is, is empowering people to fail, right? Not having their thumbprint and to make them do everything we want to do. Also, growth procedures is this. It gives employees, leaders, uh, more authority to do their job with creativity rather than assigning a task. So when we say, hey, we're going to go do an event, this is what it looks like. Instead of I want you to do one, two, three, A, B, C, and check back, it's we're going to go do this event, right? As a pastor of growth mentality and driven leadership is, hey, we're going to go do this event. Um, and so what I want you to do is go figure out where, what, when, where, uh, where, what, when, how, and why. And then I want to come back and let's talk about that. Uh, never report to me after every assigned task. Go find it out. We'll check back in. Talk to me all of the answers to the, the five W's, right? And so when you figure that out, That's what that looks like. Uh, What also it does in growth, it invites cohesion between all departments. It means it's cohesive where we're all working together and we're not on separate jobs or separate assignment, right? It It makes everything an organizational event rather than a team event. Uh, it also in, in growth style leadership is you're constantly casting vision, which means you don't as an executive team, which means you have no time to deal with anybody else. You're constantly pointing the vision. We're constantly looking for new vision. We're constantly pointing in the direction where we go. And so that's the different procedures. So you leadership, if you're going to be control, you're going to go through those five things. If you're going to have growth, you're going to look at it from these other five things. You're going to see it from a different perspective. Your angle is going to shift every time that you're going to go into these things. Can you have both? Yes. You just can't have them at the same time. 
You cannot have these at the same time. You have to have, you have to have control-driven leadership at times, but you also have to relinquish control and, and, and empower to see complete growth. Most churches that I know, let's just, let me, and if you're listening, please don't hear this the bad way because you don't know what I'm talking about you, but most churches that I know, most pastors that I know struggle with the growth-driven leadership style rather than the control-driven leadership style, which is why some of our churches will never get above max capacity of where we're at right now. And it's not that, oh, well, my church isn't growing. That doesn't mean I'm alive. It just means we're Holy Ghost. No, I'm a Holy Ghost Spirit-filled Christian, and my church is thriving and flourishing. I'm in a season where we're pulling back right now, and we're redirecting into structure and foundations. I'm going back to control-driven. Why? Because I've exponentially grown. I've almost tripled in two years. So now I got to go back to the drawing board and find out what systems need to be fixed, adjusted, and tightened up. We have to. Why? Because growth will cause us to be too immature and we won't sustain the future. This is, you have to have both of these things. You got to see them in this direction, right? So how how do you have both? Okay. We're going to tap just a little bit today. We're going to pick back up uh, next episode, and we're going to talk about the implementation, implementing the change between the two, but we're also going to talk about how do we have both in that, right? So number one, how do you have a both? You got to choose the option and stick to it. Okay. It's better to be wrong. I've heard it this way. It's better to be wrong than indecisive. You've got to pick a decision and you got to pick a, a driven style of leadership, control or growth. You have to pick one and stick to it. Now, that doesn't mean you stick to it forever. It just means the seasons that you're in, you've got to pick them. Okay. Number two, how do you pick it? You determine where your ministry is. Where is it at? Where's your church? Where's your organization? Uh, does it need to be structured for future growth? Uh, is our structure right now strong enough to sustain future growth? Uh, where are we weak and where are we strong? When you define where you are, you'll understand what the next step of leadership looks like. Should I go into growth-driven leadership or should I stay into control-driven leadership? Which one should I go to or vice versa, right? The third thing that you have to do in, in, in deciding this right here is, or, or how do you have both is the third one is you need to create an, an executive circle as the thermostat of the organization or the church. You've got to have some people that know how to read the temperature of your church. When is it too immature? And when is it, when is it really strong? And which way do we go? How do we, how do we relinquish control to growth or growth to control? How do we tighten this to ensure that we don't lose everything we have. This is a key component. You got to know where you're at. You got to determine it, but you got to have an executive group of people around you. What I mean by executive, I'm talking about second tier leaders that you trust because you've built them, right? They know you, they eat, sleep, breathe, think about you, your ministry, your vision, everything. They are the ones that are going to know your culture. They're going to know your values and they're going to know what needs to be fixed and where we're at. They're going to define that for you. The fourth thing is, watch this, you got to know when to change to the other one. This is, this is how do you have both? First, you got to have to choose one. Where do you, and you choose that by determining where you are. How do you know where you are? You need a team of people that'll help you. That means you don't need yes men around you. You need people that are unafraid and and not intimidated to tell you exactly where they believe your organization, your church, your ministry is when it's too immature or when it's solid and it's time to grow. And how do we relinquish both of those? And the last one is know when to change. So you got to have, this is how do you have both? You got to know when to flip flop back and forth. The old adage of saying something that's not growing is dying. Again, I understand it. 
if it never grows beyond whatever it is today. It, but if it's, it has the potential not to fluctuate either, not drop 10, up 10, drop 10, up 10, there's no growth there. It's constant movement, right? That's what that means. But you need some times where you're not growing that fast so you can tighten some things, right? And, and watch, something that is growing with no guardrails needs reined in. That means if there's no structure to that growth, then you're going to lose everything you got during a pandemic, during opposition, to during problem, you're going to lose it. And I see that with many churches. I'm, I'm, I'm a very studious individual. So I've listened to a lot of larger churches and a lot of them aren't coming back together. They, they're struggling getting their campuses filled. And then you got some smaller churches that haven't grown in it. I'm sitting in the middle of it and I'm not tooting my horn. I'm showing you what I've done to, to, to grow in our ministry is I've learned control growth, control growth. And I understand that. And both of them, they're different steps. And at different steps along the way, you need both of these, right? Uh, and, and inside of that, when you understand that it needs to be reined in because there is no structure and there is no foundation of, of, of like order and discipline, and, and policies and, and procedures, then you've got to rein those in. And the last part of this one, know when to change, is you got to be bold enough to adjust when needed. That means you're going to have to be bold enough when it's time to stop empowering with all the authority and start pulling back some of that and start making your own, making decisions and helping rein everybody back in in your leadership team. Listen, this is what I'm talking about, growth or control. You need both, but which one are you in and which one do you lean most into? And when you understand both, when you'll dive in and discover both areas and how to do it, your ministry, your organization, your business, I'm telling you, will flourish in both of these aspects. So listen, I hope this is helping you. I hope this content's adding value to you. We're going to jump back in until next week, and we're going to talk about implementing that type of change, and we're going to deal with it. How do you do that? How do you implement change for growth in your ministry, your business, your organization, based on what we talked about today? Till next time, I pray that the anointing of God get all over you to enable you to do everything God's called you to do. Again, share this. Send me an email through my website, whatever I can do to help you. Call you blessed until next next time. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.